بسم الله الرحمن الرحیم الحمد لله رب العالمین و صلی الله علی سیدنا محمد و آله الطیبین الطاهرین So Alhamdulillah, it seems that now we have the connection and I hope that you have said your prayer and inshallah prayed for us. The next verse in Surah Luqman is the verse 21. And in this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to a fact that has been the obstacle for many people, whether individuals or communities, societies, and stop them from following the truth. Or sometimes, at least, this has been an excuse for them that they want to justify their behavior let us first read the verse and then I give you the translation and then inshallah we will try to reflect on the verse verse 21 of Surah Luqman A'udhu Billah Min Ash-Shaytan Ar-Rajim Wa'idha qeela lahumu tabi'u ma anzalallah قالوا بل نتبع ما وجدنا عليه آباءنا أولو كان الشيطان يدعوهم إلى عذاب السعير When they are told follow what God has sent down what God has revealed أنزل الله literally means to send down and we can send send down because the books are sent down by God and we can also say revealed because revelation is also a message which is sent down by God to us so when they are told to follow what God has revealed or what God has sent down قالوا they say, they reply, بَلْ نَتَّبْعُ مَا وَجَدْنَا عَلَيْهِ آبَاءَنَا They say, we will rather follow what we found our fathers following. أَوَلَوْ كَانَ الشَّيْطَانُ يَدْعُوهُمْ إِلَىٰ عَذَابِ السَّئِيرِ what if Satan be calling them to the punishment of blaze? So here we have this concept that some people instead of following the truth they try to follow the way that their parents their fathers have been following. This verse is very closely connected to the previous verse, especially the very last part of the verse 20. If you remember last week we talked about this verse and at the end was among people are those who dispute concerning God without any knowledge or guidance or an illuminating book a scripture 
so they don't know by themselves they are not uh, given guidance means they are not enjoying guidance they are not guided they don't have any book which gives light and still they dispute and we explain this concept of Kitab Munir okay these are the same people that in the verse 21 God says that when these people who have no knowledge no guidance no illuminating book are asked to follow the revelation to follow what God has sent okay what you expect from someone who doesn't have knowledge and guidance and illuminating book is he should be very thankful that God has sent to him a message through his prophet so they should not only come they should jump to accept what God has out of his mercy provided so God first of all sends a message down and then also sends invitation that okay this is there for you you can go and benefit but these people instead of appreciating this instead of being thankful which is a very important concept that we had before they say we don't need this we have something better what is the thing that in their idea is better what is something that they prefer to follow instead of revelation it is the practice of their parents especially fathers because for them in that uh, you know context mostly it was fathers who were followed mothers were loved but fathers were mostly followed and it can mean also ancestors let's say Abba Anna so basically the way they are brought up the fashions the customs the traditions of their own society they think that they are even better than revelation and then God says do you want to do this even if Satan has been calling them inviting them to the punishment of the blaze so if your fathers themselves were following Satan or if Satan is calling you to do something against Revelation it can be interpreted in both ways either saying that Satan has been calling their parents and fathers and now you want to follow them because if their fathers were on the right path if the fathers were guided that was not a problem to follow the father since they have been guided that's not a problem in this case there would be no conflict the problem is that they want to follow their fathers regardless whether they were right or not okay so there is a possibility that they were following Satan so do you want to still to follow their fathers and there is another possibility that he, it means that Satan is following these people themselves to the punishment this insistence on following their fathers this insistence is a call from Satan and if they don't refuse this call they will, they will finally be put in that punishment okay now let us reflect on this concept the concept of 
following your customs, your traditions, the teachings of your fathers, the fashions, and things like this. Here, it's clear that Islam is not against our obedience to our parents. We have already mentioned in Surah Luqman that it's necessary to be kind to our parents. And to be kind to our parents needs to be respectful to them. Of course, to be respectful in many cases needs obedience. If my father asks me to do something, if I want to show respect to him, I have to obey him. Yes, maybe if, for example, he asks me to do something and then he thinks that I am doing, he doesn't know that I have disobeyed him, maybe still his respect would be saved. But when your father asks you to do something, you cannot say in front of him, I'm not going to do this. This is not respect. Okay, we have already talked about this. And if you remember, we had this verse 14. So, there is no doubt that we should be kind to our parents, we should be respectful to our parents. But, we also said in the verse 15, but if your parents urge you to associate to God as partner, then don't obey them. Okay? So, this is the balance. You have to be respectful to your parents. You have to be obedient to them but as long as it is not against God the Almighty against revelation so to begin with we don't have any problem with someone respecting his father or forefathers showing appreciation and respect to them or even obeying them when they are alive or even after they die. Maybe someone's father has said, you must do like this even after I die. Okay, you can obey him. That's not a problem. But as long as they don't suggest, they don't ask you to do something wrong, as long as their way of life is reasonable either it is Islamic or at least it's not against an anti-Islamic for example if my parents and my fathers and forefathers all have lived in the same town that I am living then I don't want to move from this town. I say, this is the town that all my parents and forefathers all have been living here. I want to live here. Okay. As long as it is a matter of your preference, okay, you can stay there. Or you say, I want to live in the same house that my parents have been living. Okay, that's fine. But what if you need to travel, you need to change your house. There are reasonable grounds for doing so. For example, you are a person who is in need of a larger house because now you have many people dependent on you. Your father had a very small house, he couldn't afford to have more. But now you have a big family. So shall, shall you force your family to stay in the same house? 
Or for example, you live in a town that your parents and forefathers lived there, but now you need, for example, to seek knowledge. You need to migrate in order to learn. So shall you say that all my life I have to say, stay in the same town because my fathers and parents were there? Or if Naudubillah your parents didn't observe or your fathers you know didn't observe some Islamic regulations. For example, they didn't observe hijab whether as men or women, or they didn't for example stop drinking you know some for example you know bad things like alcohol or for example you know they were not treating their I don't know servants or their clients properly so is it okay to say I want to follow them I want to be loyal to them is this a, really a kind of loyalty is this really something good for your parents and forefathers you know, sometimes we think that if we follow them, it's good for them, but not necessarily. If someone is misguided or if someone is doing wrong and I follow him, I am creating more problem for that person. And on the day of judgment, he has to respond first with respect to his own actions and second with respect to the problem that he has started. He has established a bad way of practice and as long as people follow that, he also would be accountable. If someone establishes a bad sunnah, a bad practice, a bad habit, then all who do this later would be responsible. And at the same time, he would also be questioned. So it's not that the responsibility would be divided. No, they would be both responsible without anyone taking the whole blame or the whole pain. So it's better that if our parents have been acting in a wrong direction, it's better even for them if we don't follow them. So that at least they would only answer about themselves, not about the bad practice that they have left behind. So, we have to be very wise, we have to be very uh, selective. The general principle is to love your fathers and forefathers, to respect them, to try to do something good for them, to try to preserve, for example, their names so that people pray for them, you know, do some good things for them on their behalf that's excellent but then if they have been doing it properly if they have had good habits you should keep it but if they have had bad habits if they had bad beliefs that bad practices you should try to stop it do not do it and do not let your children do it and this is better for you and for them so basically what we have to follow is we have to follow what is right. If what is right was conducted by my fathers, okay now I have two reasons to do what is right. If my father was a person who was helpful, who was always helping people, the, the community, who was very organized, who was very punctual, who was um, a person who was contemplative, a person who was easily forgiving people who wronged him. These are the good qualities. I should keep them. If I have been living with a father or mother who has been like this, so why I should give up these good qualities? But if, God forbid, my father was a very angry person who was fighting with everyone, if my father was not uh, respecting the rights of people or even his family members, if my father was not, for example, avoiding taking usury, or if, for example, was not observing you know, certain Islamic regulations in eating, in drinking, so why should I follow him?
every human being has been given reason and revelation and to begin with also the voice of conscience which I'm saying to begin with because if we don't listen to it it may be silenced or it may be even turned to the opposite direction but to begin with uh, if we are on the right track we also have the voice of conscience but we will certainly have always reason and revelation and we should follow these two we should not follow fashions we should not follow the habits should not follow the traditions of the society or the customs of society before making sure that these are in compliance with re revelation and reason before making sure that these are pleasing to God the Almighty it's a very simple thing you know it's not very complicated everything everyone should understand this but in practice this has been a big problem for humanity many people stood against the prophets by saying that we want to follow our parents or forefathers still many people prefer to keep and preserve the habits and the customs they are brought up with instead of following the guidance of religion so this is something that we have to sort out this is something that if we are not careful we may be trapped Satan sometimes asks you directly to do something wrong sometimes Satan gives it a good name says you have to be very loyal to your parents or fathers you have to show your obedience to them your respect for them your obedience so do what they were doing do what they used to do but a rational person a wise person is the one who says I am very respectful to my parents I want always to do good for them even after they passed away but to do good to them means that I have to do good things nothing is better for parents than doing good things as a child if you act nicely if you act properly if you act morally if you help people if you do good works and then dedicate its reward or part of its reward to them and ask God to forgive them to give them reward so in that case you are doing something good for your parents Hello. Assalamu alaikum. It's not working. Okay. Uh, I have now. 
shall I restart we lost the connection now we are back so yes as I was explaining so it's important that we do good things the best options we choose and then it would be better for us for our fathers and mothers and this is the only way to really be loyal to them and help them on the other hand something that we find especially in modern age is that people sometimes without reason try to be different from their parents you know some people insist on doing the same thing that their parents or forefathers were doing even if they were wrong and some people do something opposite they want to do something different from their parents sometimes the youth you see that even if the parents were doing something right they want to do it quite opposite way this is also wrong a person who is rational must not develop any hatred against you know any group of people and decide to do opposite to them especially with respect to the parents just because he's looking for something new to be old or to be new does not mean anything if someone insists on doing old fashions following old fashions this doesn't make sense if someone insists on rejecting anything just because it is old this is also not okay sometimes there are things which are old which are there for many centuries many generations and they may be good or bad sometimes there are things which are new and they may be good or bad we should not just be deciding and making up our mind according to the time how much this has been there how much this has existed you cannot say for example something which is old is necessarily good or bad or something which is new is necessarily good or bad sometimes you see people they are always interested in exploring new things without thinking properly about them if there is for example a new way of education a new way of designing houses a new way of for example getting married uh, they just go after it without actually checking whether it is right or not they say this is new or for example even if there is for example a new equipment they go after it they want to buy it even if the one that they already have is proper is working nicely maybe even the new one is really better but you don't need to go always for something which is better yes in the spiritual things you go for something which is better but in the material things sometimes you should be content with what you have don't go for something just because it is new check first of all whether it is good or not second whether you really need it or not whether it's going to change you know your situation to a better situation whether it's going to be pleasing to god whether it is going to be beneficial for you and for your family and humanity or not so there are many many considerations that we have to take on board so we should never follow something just because it is old 
or it is new we have to be uh, very selective we have to be rational we have to always evaluate and then if something is good or bad we can find out and then if it is good we do it if it is bad we refrain from then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to the people who have the best position the people who have been able to hold fast to the firmest handhold and these are the people that have submitted themselves to God who have surrendered their face to God it means that they are oriented towards God Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَمَنْ يُسْلِمْ وَجْهَهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَهُوَ مُحْسَنْ فَقَدْ اسْتَمْسَكَ بِالْعُرْوَةِ الْوُثْقَى If you want to be holding to the firmest handhold, to something that can save you and makes your position very reliable, very strong, don't go after fashions or customs. Orient yourselves and your face towards God. Be submissive to God. While you are a benefactor, while you are doing something good. Because the people who surrender their heart, who orient their face, which means not just you know looking uh, by your face at Qibla for example or Kaaba which means that you submit yourself to God and you do good things these are the people who have managed to uh, hold fast to the firmest handhold and with God lies the outcome of all matters if you want success you should connect yourself to God you should hold okay sorry it seems that uh, we have a problem here and maybe you don't see my picture anyway what I was trying to say is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that if you want to have a very firm ground on which you can build your life if you want not to be shaken if you want not to be in a very loose position if you want not to change the direction of your life every day if you want not to regret every day because you have realized that what you did yesterday was wrong if you want to be always making progress you need to hold on to al-urwa al-wuthqa al-urwa is means handhold and wuthqa means something which is the strongest what is this al-urwa al-wuthqa there are many things said about this and it seems that many of them can be correct and just can be examples of Urwat al rather than meaning. Al Urwat al is a very comprehensive concept. Al Urwat al in my understanding, is anything that can connect you to God and of course through the message that God has sent to us through the book that God has sent to us so if we do our best to understand what God has revealed to us and what God has communicated to us through our reason and then try to follow it 
to be faithful and act righteously, to try to be on the right path. This is the firmest position that you can have. But if we want to, God forbid, if you want to forget God, if you want to find our ways independent from God and His revelation, then we would be very much weakened in our position. We would be liable to many mistakes, many confusions, because our knowledge is very limited. Our ability to understand is very limited, especially when something is new for us. Sometimes because of lack of experience, because of thinking properly, because of not consulting people who are wise, we make big, big mistakes and sometimes it's difficult or impossible to restore. And even if you restore, so what has happened is that you have lost your time. The most important thing that you have. So to be able to prevent from falling into the traps of Satan, from losing our most important gifts that Allah has given us, our life, our talent, our conscience, our pure heart, the light that Allah has given us, in order to keep them and not lose them, we have to find something from God the Almighty that by holding that we would be saved. And that is to be oriented towards God, not only in your belief, but also and also do good things and then inshallah you will always be safe and will be in the good condition and with Allah lies the outcome or the end of all matters so everything finally would return to God everything finally would go back to God. The success and defeat both depend on God. There is no source for success or defeat other than this. What does it mean? It means that if you listen to God, you would be successful, you would be prosperous, you would be happy. And if you, God forbid, oppose God, fight against God, or disregard God, then you would be defeated in your life, you would lose your life. This is not something that is marginal. Sometimes we think that this is a very marginal issue or a secondary issue. No, this is the most fundamental issue. In every realm of life, the most important and fundamental thing is your connection with the Lord of the world, with the best of the best, with the purest of the pure, with the most merciful. It's very important, very fundamental issue. If we cannot put ourselves in the right direction, then we are not going to achieve anything. So, let us read these two verses once again and then stop our session وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمُ اتَّبِعُوا مَا أَنْبَلَ اللَّهِ قَالُوا بَلْ نَتَّبِعُوا مَا وَجَدْنَا عَلَيْهِ آبَاءَنَا أَوَلَوْ كَانَ الشَّيْطَانُ يَدْعُوهُمْ إِلَى عَذَابِ السَّعِيرِ وَمَنْ يُسْلِمْ وَجْهَهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَهُوَ مُحْسِنْ فَقَدْ اسْتَمْسَكَ بِالْعُرْوَةِ الْوُثْقَى Thank you very much for your attention and I'm very sorry that uh, 
we lost uh, two, twice or maybe even more the connection but I hope that you could follow me and you could uh, have enough concentration to get the points. The first question is our elders have a lot of wisdom but their knowledge is steeped in the past and maybe cultural. How do you balance this? Yes, if you are a person who is selective, who is rational, so you can go after wisdom of your parents without being trapped there without you know doing this in a blind way I love my parents my first assumption can be that I want to be like them and that is good but just be a little bit critical not in a wrong sense in the sense that you can evaluate you can uh, assess and if you find they are wrong with all respect you do something different from your parents if you think they are right then thanks to God you can do it in the way that your parents because then it means that your parents were doing right things and you are also going to do right things so there is commitment to right things on your uh, side and your parents side and there is a harmony also in between the two generations so um, we have to be uh, a little bit critical here not in a negative sense in the sense that you can evaluate and make the judgment of course many times we especially you know the youngsters maybe we don't have that much knowledge and you know experience to judge about what our parents are doing and it would be very dangerous if you know they quickly act against the way that parents have been doing so you have to read you have to study you have to ask people that are reliable people who are trusted if you are in doubt about the practice of your parents so don't just follow them blindly and don't just also reject them blindly try to be respectful try to be in harmony with them as much as it is pleasing to God as much as it is reasonable question two you mentioned that it is impossible to be truly guided if one does not follow Allah's teaching how can we find many people who are not religious at all but are extremely good people at the same time many who claim to know the Quran well are also the worst people to know okay to this is a very good question to follow God to obey God has different levels anyone who does something good is following God please listen to this point I repeat again anyone who is doing something good he is following God anyone who is doing bad things he is following Satan okay but those who are doing good things are again divided those who are doing bad things are also divided some people do good things all the time some people do good things some of the times in other words some people do good things with respect to everything some people do good things with respect to certain things the only way to do good things all the time with respect to everything is to be guided by God's revelation 
That is the way to make sure that you are always doing the best things. But even if someone is not religious, still he is able to do many good things, not all good things, because his knowledge is not enough. And one of the best things to do is to be faithful, is to be connected to God, to remember God. These people fail here, but still they may do many good things. And whether they know or not, whether they understand or not, they are following God. Because what is the message of God? To do all the good things. So for example, if there is a person who is not religious, but he is very helpful, very honest, very kind to his parents. Okay, he is following God. Because this is the message of God. This is the message that he has communicated to us through revelation and also through our own reason and conscience. And if a person is dishonest, is cheating, is uh, aggressive, is angry with his parents, is uh, uh, greedy, is selfish, he is following Satan, even if he calls himself a Muslim or a Christian or a Jew, he is not following any religion. He is following his own lower desire, his loss. As the Quran says, He is the one that has adopted his own price and loss as his Lord. He is a follower of Satan. So, when I'm saying to follow God, I don't mean just to claim that you follow God. Yes, if it's just a matter of claim, you are right that there are people who follow God and they are doing bad things. If it's just a matter of name, they say we follow God, we follow Islam. But it's a matter of reality. The only people who truly follow God are the people who are doing good things. And the only people who are able to do good things all the time are the people who follow God. Yes, the people who don't believe in God or don't practice religion, they are still able to do some good things. And in this regard, they are following God. They are following the truth. Okay, the third question is from Ziyarat Ashura. What is the meaning of Assalamu alaikum ya Thar Allah wa abna Thareh? Yes. Thar Allah literally means one of the two things. One is the blood which belongs to God or the blood not itself, but rather what is expected to be paid in place of blood which is shed to please the one to whom this blood belongs. It's not necessarily blood money, but can be anything in replacement of that. So, Imam Hussein salam and his father is the son of Imam Ali. So, Imam's blood and his father's blood were both shed by the people who didn't have right to kill them. It was not that they deserved to be punished. It was not that God had permitted this to happen. Indeed, it's quite opposite. They were killed because they were servants of God. They were killed because they wanted to implement the will of God. So those who shed their blood, they have declared war against God. They have shed the blood which belonged to God they have stopped the lives which were dedicated to God. So now it is God who is 
after them. It is God who is asking why you have shed these bloods. So now it is God who has right. It is God who is guardian over these lost lives. So this is the meaning of Farallah Wabna Farah. The last question is, how do you know you are good-oriented? Yes, this is a very good question. You are, alhamdulillah, making good questions. How to know you are good-oriented? First of all, the very question that you asked is very important. The people who are good-oriented, they are always worried. They are always careful, they are always cautious, not in a way that disturbs your life if you are not too worried, no I'm not saying too worried, but the fact that you have this concern, whether you are on the right path or not, this by itself is a good sign, not a guarantee, but it's a good sign. One of the biggest problems of the people who have not oriented themselves properly is that they never worry about this issue. They feel safe. They feel that they are in the best possible way. They feel that they are so good that it would be, you know, a heaven if everyone is like them. They say, I'm the best person. I wish everyone was like me. This is worrying. So, when someone is ill, the illness becomes very critical if the ill person thinks that he is healthy, he is safe and sound, because he doesn't go for treatment, even he doesn't go for checkup. So, the fact that a person is worried, it's very good. This is one good sign. And second, now that you want to go for a checkup, okay, so please find a very qualified doctor who can examine you properly. We need to have a spiritual doctors. We need to follow a spiritual manuals to examine ourselves. To some extent, we can do it ourselves. Read the Quran and apply it to yourself. The Quran gives you the description of the people who are spiritually healthy and also the description of the people who are in the wrong position. So you can evaluate yourself. But sometimes you may need also to ask and take advice from the people because there are details that you may not be to understand yourself.